Welcome to the Own Your Voice Pod, a podcast dedicated to guiding you to trust your voice and communicate your true value with full confidence so that you attract the clients and opportunities you're meant to contribute to. I'm Ray, your host, and I'm excited to present to you this week's episode. There is a distinct difference between making friends and networking. Now, both are important, but the problem comes when we don't know the differences and the way to approach it and end up tiring ourselves out. Now, many people think, oh, you know, I want to network so that I can advance my career, so that I can grow my business better, so I can meet other like-minded people. Let me meet more people. But the problem is, meet who? Who are the people you want to meet more of? We all have limited time, so you can't spend time with everyone. If you want to grow a quality network and advance your career and your business, you need to master the skill of networking so that you can connect with the people whom will support you and you can contribute to them. Now, many people use the same method of making friends, their approach of making friends in networking, which is something that might not be the most effective because they spend so much time meeting so many people and they feel so exhausted and they're not meeting their networking objectives. So in today's episode, I'll be sharing with you the similarities and the distinct differences between making friends and networking. And I will share with you some practical steps that you can take to be more effective in your networking. Now, let's look at the similarities first, right? There are three similarities between making friends and networking. And the principles of connection apply regardless of whether you're making friends or whether you're networking. Number one, curiosity creates connection. Having genuine curiosity and interest in someone, not just in terms of work, but their hobbies, their favorite food, um, you know, what they like to do in their free time, their passions outside of work, their side hustles, those are important as well, right? Having that genuine curiosity to get to know someone. Why this works is because people, they like to be seen. They like to be known for who they are and be accepted for who they are. They don't want to feel like they need to put up a front in front of you. When you pay real attention to them, they feel important and valued. When they know that you are genuinely wanting to know them and not just trying to like place your agenda on them, then they will be more open to actually talking to you and building a relationship with you. You don't want to be that person who just constantly talks about themselves. So ask about the other person. Make a conscious effort to get to know the other person. Think about how you can help them, especially when help doesn't have to be something that takes up a lot of your time and sometimes doesn't even cost a single cent. For example, you can connect two people together. Connecting people together, which is linking up two people you know because you believe that they too can gain value for each other and gain value from their connection, is something that literally takes you one minute, right, over like messaging app. Another way that you can contribute to someone that doesn't cost much energy or a single cent is lending a listening ear and holding space for that person, just being with that person and hearing what they have to say, especially when they're going through something tough. The key point here is that you need to actually care about the person and want to know them. Curiosity creates connection and this is important in making friends and in networking. The second similarity between making friends and networking is give but also be willing to receive. In fact, 
be intentional about receiving. The law of receptivity states that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Bob Burke, which wrote the book The Go-Giver, says this, Every giving can happen only because there is a receiving. The cycle is not complete unless you open yourself up to receive. If everybody just gives gives gifts in the world and nobody's open to receive, then who can you give to? Is a very simple concept. Genuine relationships are formed when there is support and value being given and received. Think about it. When you're in a company and you don't feel like you have anything of value to give, do you feel good? Nope. We know that it's important to give, but sometimes we forget to realize that we need to allow the other party to feel good when they contribute to us. We feel good when we help people. We feel good when we can give value and contribute to people. So give other people the opportunity to feel good too. It's only possible to do that when we choose to receive. You know, there was once I had a coffee with a mentor who is a very well-known entrepreneur and speaker. He started as an entrepreneur at the age of 23 and turned a $2 startup to a multi-million dollar business today. He books over like 100 speaking engagements and training engagements a year. He speaks for $3,000 to $5,000 an hour. And here I am, a young budding entrepreneur and speaker, spending one hour of coffee with him. It's like insane, you know, I was thinking, what value can I give? How can I also contribute to him even though, you know, he is more than willing to just spend time with me without asking for anything. I can sense that he was genuinely just wanting to share his experience and his thoughts and his experience and the things he picked up in the industry and he wasn't looking to receive anything in particular but I wanted to find ways to contribute to him. So I just told myself that I would do whatever I can, right? So what I did was... um. When I met him for coffee, I came a little bit earlier. I bought him. I ordered like a, a just you know a nice slice of cake, and I told the server to bring it to us after when we got the bill right after the coffee session ended, so that I could gift it to him. And I think that was one practical way that I could just show my appreciation for him. So we had coffee, and he shared with me about his experience. Um, he had so much wisdom that I really gained from him. Mistakes that he made that he wished was avoided, and all of these little tidbits and nuggets I wouldn't be able to get from books because this is real life experiences, real life failures, and rejections that, if he have approached it in a different way, could be better. And that is, and his experience is my wisdom. Towards the end, he asked me this, Ray, can I ask for some help? And I was like, oh my god, yes, what is the help you need? He asked me, could you teach me how to use uh, IG stories, Instagram stories? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. So I showed him how to you know, record a story. I showed him there's a hands-free mode where you click once and it records by itself. I showed him how to put in GIFs, how to put in stickers, how to better engage with his audience using those reaction stickers. And at the end, he was say, saying, thank you so much, Ray, for sharing me this. You know, my son, he is a famous YouTuber and he's so good at all these things uh, on YouTube. But I want to also like learn a little bit of social media. And I never really figured out how to do this. So thanks so much for sharing and giving me a little crash course. And I felt so good in that moment. I was like, oh, I'm so glad that I managed to just give a little kind of help to him because he has helped me so much in that one single meeting. And this just shows us two things. 
you can always find a way to contribute always no matter who that person is even if you think oh you know they're so up there there's so much more experience what do they really need me for well you can always find a way to contribute always right even though someone is really high up there in their career there might be other areas of life that they can gain your perspective from so for example i've spoken to people who are really high up there in their career and their mothers their fathers and they actually really want to hear the perspective of someone who is around the same age as their daughter or their son so they can gain a better perspective of what their son and their daughter is thinking and that is a perspective that i can offer and they can't offer themselves because they are the parent so once again you can always find a way to contribute no matter who that person is it goes back to the first similarity i mentioned which is be curious so that you can find ways to contribute now the second thing that we have learned from this story is that people feel good when they contribute to you i felt good when i contributed to him so allow yourself to be open to receiving a good relationship exists when two people make each other better and that is by simply one showing up present as your most authentic self the best gift you can give someone is your authentic self is authenticity because when you're authentic you will then also attract people who need your gift who need your presence and you need theirs now the second way is to be willing to be open to give and receive right the second similarity i mentioned be willing to give and be intentional about receiving pick up ways that you feel that person could contribute to you and casually mention hey you know that is something that i'm looking for hey that's an area that i'm trying to learn and that will offer the other person an opportunity to contribute to you okay finally the third similarity between making friends and networking is this consistency over intensity when it comes to making friends and networking in both cases you're building a relationship a long-term relationship so it requires taking consistent small actions as opposed to huge gestures when it's their birthday once a year or you know something major happens so it is really important to give um constant or rather like be aware of who are the people that you want to keep close connections with so that you can remind yourself to check in with them every couple of months right giving your friend a big present during your birthday and then forgetting about them versus being there for them consistently when they need advice even if it's just a five minutes call a month to check in on them we both know which one we value more so have a list of friends and connections you want to keep um, somewhere whether it's on an excel sheet or it's on you know a physical book uh, and remember to check in with them every few months at least it's especially easy to forget this because especially when we start working we end up getting really focused on work sometimes we could get overwhelmed with work and our other challenges in life and we tend to get so focused on the urgent stuff at hand when we are in the rush to you know fight fire sometimes in our relationships our family our work etc and sometimes before you know it years have passed and you completely forget about these people who are so important to you and that is actually how we end up like drifting away from people so remember consistency over intensity make a mental note and if necessary an actual physical note to check in with your friends and connections that you want to keep in your life for long 
And even though consistency is more important than intensity, it's important to also create quality conversations, right? It doesn't mean you call them five minutes and you're just like, hi, how are you? Bye. But make sure that that five minutes is when you're giving them your genuine and your full presence and you make it a quality conversation. But in the bigger picture of things, consistency is more important than, okay, one big gesture a year. So here are the summary of similarities. Curiosity creates connection. Have genuine curiosity and interest in someone and get to know them. Number two, give but also be willing to receive. In fact, be intentional in receiving. People feel good when they can contribute to you, so allow yourself to be open to receiving from them. And number three, the third similarity between making friends and networking is this. Consistency over intensity. Set a schedule, consistently check in with your friends and your connections, whom you want to keep in your life for long. Okay, now let's move on to the differences between making friends and networking. Firstly, networking is connecting with people who support your objectives and you support theirs. They're not just people that you vibe with, okay? That's making friends. You just vibe with them and you, you know, have fun and enjoy being around them. Networking is connecting with people who meet your objectives and you meet theirs. Now, the first difference between making friends and networking is number one, be ultra-intentional in your networking objectives and be really clear about what they are. If you're just making friends, for me at least, the only criteria I have is two criteria. Number one, I feel happy and safe around them. They don't judge me and I can be myself around them. And number two, they grow and support me in other, you know, in various different parts of my life. It might not just be in career, but, you know, they grow and support me in my relationships, in my um, challenges that I have with my family, in other areas of life. And that's about it. I don't need them to be in the same industry as I am. You know, I have friends whom are working in the corporate world and we have great conversations about life, relationships. I learn from their perspectives. I'm inspired by their stories. And they are people who want to grow, right? And that's something that's important to me. That's why I want a group of friends that will grow and support me, meaning they themselves also have the intention to grow. And when they experience challenges, they don't just whine and rant about it uh, and drain my energy, but they constantly are resilient and growth-oriented. They can rant about it for a while, but they're the kind of people that would, you know, want to pick themselves up and move forward. And that's kind of the friends that I want to attract, and those are my friends now, actually. So you can have your own criteria for friends. I think we can have friends for different purposes as well. Right. For example, you could have a group of friends where you can sit down, um, have a drink, sing karaoke with. They are like your fun friends. Or, and you can have a group of friends where you guys have really deep, insightful conversations. Um, you can have a group of friends that share similar interests as you, like rock climbing or painting or theater. So you can have different group of friends that serve your different needs. But the minimum criteria is you want to feel happy around them. They fill your cup and they don't like suck the energy out of you and you can fill their cup as well. That is for making friends. For networking, however, it's important to know what your objectives are because the people you connect with are a reflection of your objectives. They don't need to be people that you sit down, have a drink and sing karaoke with and you know you have to share all your vulnerable stories with. They don't even have to be people that 
are your super close friends. They do, however, have to support your objectives and you support theirs. So let's firstly define your objectives, right? So be really clear about what your objectives are when you talk about professional networking. So for example, it could be, I want to network with other professionals in my industry to share insights and exchange best practices. Or I am an aspiring coach, you know, entrepreneur, digital marketer, speaker, and I want to network with other people who are also aspiring XYZ or seasoned XYZ, and I want to learn more about the industry. Or you can simply have a networking objective that sounds like this. I want to meet people that are outside my current group of friends and colleagues. And if this is your goal, then you have to be more specific about the kind of people you want to network with and why. So for example, if you have recently dived into the personal development world and you want to make a conscious effort to grow yourself in that space and you want to meet people who are also passionate about like personal growth, then it is then easier to think about who are the kind of people and where they hang out with, which we'll talk about that in the second point. So it's important to define your objectives because the kind of people you network with have to once again support your objectives. Otherwise, it's just like making friends. It's just simply hanging out and vibing with them. So that is the key difference between making friends and networking. Making friends, you have your minimum criteria where you feel happy around them and they support and grow you. Um, but for networking, it's important that it meets your objectives and you also support the objectives. So the first thing you got to do when you think about networking is to be really intentional and clear about what your objectives are. That being said, sometimes when you do network with people, you realize that, hey, you know, this person doesn't necessarily support my objective, but this is someone that I want to hang out with and this is someone that I want to be friends with. And that's okay as well, right? And they can be your friend and you can have coffee with them after that and build that, that friendship moving forward. I think that relationships are dynamic and you never know where you really go with someone. So it's important to go back to how you feel as well. Like, do you feel good around this person? I think that's probably the bare minimum criteria. You gotta, be, you gotta feel good with the people that you're surrounding yourself with. So... Once again, key point number one, key difference between making friends and networking is to be ultra-intentional about your networking objectives. Now, the second key difference between making friends and networking is that for networking, you have to identify the people that support your objectives and be clear about who those people are. For making friends, you know, you sort of naturally flow around life and naturally attract people that you vibe with but for networking you have to be ultra intentional about it and go out there to find those people so identify the people that support your objectives right once you define your objectives you need to go out and find those people you want to network with that support your objectives so you first need to know clearly who they are and where they hang out for who they are ask yourself what's their profession what are their values what is their level of experience? What are their professional goals? So have a clear idea on who exactly these people are, right? You need to know who they are, otherwise it's hard to find where they are. After you know who they are, then you find out where they hang out. It's kind of obvious. After you know who they are, you find out where they hang out. So what are the locations and the events they'll be at? If you're looking for people who are passionate about personal growth, then what you could do is go to the bookstore, 
you know, in the personal growth section and find personal growth related events and conferences or connect with people on social media platforms that share insights that reflect their interests in personal growth. So essentially, you are going to physical and online locations to look for hints of whether this person fits those people that you want to network with. You can also ask yourself what organizations do they join. So in Singapore, for example, aspiring and seasoned speakers join the organization called Asia Professional Speakers Singapore, APSS for short, which I join and I'm in the executive committee for the second year now. And through APSS, I've had the absolute honor of having coffee and going on walks with many professional global speakers that I consider my mentors, people who have spoken longer than I've lived, okay, and people similar to gentlemen that I mentioned before in my previous point, they would be paid high four figures for an hour, you know, sharing a keynote, and they're more than willing to give back and contribute to the the speaker community by, you know, having walks and mentoring, and I wouldn't have met them if I didn't know about this organization, and if I didn't join this organization. So, you know, even within APSS, I've had my opportunity to deliver my first keynote and receive feedback from these mentors as well. So you can ask yourself, like, what are the organizations that you could join where you can meet people that you want to network with? Do a quick Google search or meet one or two people whom are similar to you and have those similar objectives, and they will probably know where those people are. The interesting thing about networking is that once you meet one or two people that you want to network with, that group of people grows exponentially because people will connect you with people. So really the hard part is finding those one or two people at the start. Okay, so once again, number one is being really ultra-intentional about your networking objectives. And number two is to identify the people that support your objectives, who they are and where they hang out. Now we go to number three which is to go wide and then go deep. Go wide and then, get, and then go deep. Keep initial conversations short and speedy. This is probably one of the most important ones and a key distinction between making friends and networking. Once you know who you want to network with and where they hang out, the next step is to go out and have conversations. But remember, you're not just in making friends mode. You are objective-driven and you have to filter out people who support your networking objectives and you can support theirs. So what you want to do is to go to the places that these people hang out and have as many short but quality conversations with these people and ask the right questions to identify if they are the kind of people that you want to have further conversations with. That's what I mean by go wide. Go wide. Have as many conversations as you can have with people. These initial conversations should be 15 minutes maximum, as much as possible, right? I think at the start, it might last longer, but generally 15 minutes maximum is a good gauge. Within 15 minutes, you want to be able to find out if there's someone you want to have a further conversation with. Uh, And of course, that takes a lot of practice, right? That takes practice to know what are the right questions to ask, how to actually create that vacuum bubble that um, 100% presence with that person even within 15 minutes so that they can feel that you genuinely care about them 
of course you have to genuinely care about them but they can feel that you genuinely care about them and you're not trying to rush through the conversation and it is 100% possible to have a really quality conversation with someone where they feel seen, heard and understood and that conversation can be 15 minutes maximum it's 100% possible because I've done it like a million times and so what you want to do is to master the art of knowing how to create that space with that person within 15 minutes, make it a really quality conversation and be able to ask the right questions so you know them well enough to decide if this is someone you want to have a further conversation with and whom you can support their objectives and they can support yours. So of course, this takes mastery, this takes time and I teach a three hour long segment in my Own Your Voice bootcamp on the anatomy of a conversation, which is how to build rapport, bridging from small talk to real talk, asking the right questions so you can decide if this is someone that supports your objectives and you support theirs, and then close the conversation off really nicely with follow-up action. So it does take some sort of structure and some sort of time, but once again, you want to go wide and then go deep. That is the principle here. Go wide, have as many conversations, quality conversations with people as possible, and then go deep. Once you have met like maybe 30 people, for example, then within those 30 connections, ask yourself who are the 5 to 10 people that you want to go deep with so that you can book follow-up meetings with them and actually build a better relationship. Keep initial conversations speedy and then choose the people you want to build a deeper relationship with once again, go wide and then go deep. Now, the caveat that I want to remind you is that there are still similarities between making friends and networking. Okay, sometimes I talk so much about the differences and networking can sound like a very transactional term, but I want you to remember that there are similarities between making friends and networking. You still have to, number one, be curious because curiosity creates connection. Networking conversations is not an interrogation. You can have very quality 15-minute initial conversations where the person feels seen, heard, and understood, even in 15 minutes. It is not like a job interview, so you don't want to make that person feels like you're interviewing them for your networking objectives. So the key to mastering the skill set is creating a safe space and giving that person your 100% attention and putting them in what I call a vacuum bubble. Number two, give but also be willing to receive. In fact, be intentional about receiving. Within the conversation, you want to pick up hints about how you can contribute to this person and be intentional with sharing with them what you're looking for so that they have the opportunity to contribute and to give to you too. And the third similarity is consistency over intensity. So I want to remind you that it's important to be consistent with the people that you want to have close connections with. Once you filter out the people you want to have those further conversations with, arrange follow-up coffees and be consistent on building relationship in depth. So that's why I want to share this caveat again. I know I've talked so much about it before, but it's so important to remember that there are similarities, there are foundational principles of connection, even when you're objective-driven during networking. So, we have reached the end of the very, very in-depth um, you know, explanation of the difference between making friends and networking. But I really just want to remind you at the end that regardless of whether you're making friends or whether you're networking, always prioritize connection. Being present in the conversation, 
so that you can truly listen and share about yourself. Within that conversation, if you realize that this is someone that doesn't meet your networking objectives and you don't really feel that you can vibe with them enough to be friends, don't just like scoot away and say bye, but just create that great experience for that person so that they feel good, you know, so they leave the conversation feeling good at least. And that could be the last time you have a conversation with them. It could be the first and last time you have a conversation with them, but at least they feel good speaking to you. It's important to know how to network effectively. Okay, because we all have limited time and we can't hang out with everyone. So you want to know your objectives and your intentions and align your actions with those objectives and with those intentions. So I will encourage you to really save this episode so that you can go back to it over and over again because I feel like this episode is really rich, right? And whatever that I've shared here is from me having eight years of hosting experience and meeting people from all walks of life from like ministers to politicians to you know family kids even and whatever that i've shared with you today is what i've gained through connecting with a wide range of people from all over the world because my coaches are from you know different parts of the world as well like brunei south africa us canada australia so principles of connection is the same regardless of where you're from. It's important to be present with that person, prioritize connection, and still be intentional with your networking objectives. So go back to this episode again the next time you have a networking event or even when you don't yet because it's always good to prep and also send this to someone you know, right? If you found this helpful, do share it on social media or personally to friends you know who have a networking session coming up or who are in jobs that require them to network because I want to help as many people as possible. And with that, I'll see you in the next episode. Own Your Voice. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Own Your Voice pod. Start a conversation, share this episode with a friend or on social media and tag me at Matrix. I'll love to hear your unique thoughts on this episode. Be part of the Own Your Voice movement by joining our private Telegram channel. There are exclusive worksheets and templates for you to take action and actually own your voice. You may do so by clicking the link in the episode or podcast description. And I'll see you next week.